The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today I have the honor of introducing a special guest to the show, Tina Baxter. She is a registered nurse and board certified. I can't even pronounce that, so we're going to have her say it. (laughs) (laughs) Gerontological. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now, Mrs. Baxter has been registered RN for God, over 20 years, right? And so she's been a nurse practitioner for 14 of those years. And so now she has kind of ventured off to the entrepreneurial realm and now provided um, nursing consulting for services for attorneys and insurance professionals. So it's a whole new different world. And she has lived twice. (laughs) So with no further ado, um, Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Um, now, what is it that you do? What's an art? What is that term? <laughs> okay, gerontological, meaning I work with older adults. So I still practice full time as a nurse practitioner and I um, see older adult clients in a mental health space. My passion has been older adults for quite a long time. I started out as a volunteer in the nursing home in junior high. So very used to seeing a lot of older adults and that's my love. And I've taken that passion and turned that into my current business of helping attorneys with their cases and win their cases as a legal nurse consultant. Why is that your heart? Since junior high, you've been carrying this around and you turn it into a profession and now you're helping even more people with it. Um, Why are the elderly, you know, since junior high has been so dear to you? I think it's because I was very close to some of the older people in my life, in my family. And so I had a couple of favorite aunts and they were older and they would tell you stories. Mm. I don't know about you, but in my household, if my mom volunteered anywhere, you were automatically a volunteer. That's right. (laughs) And because she was um, a minister and volunteered in the nursing home, she would take us with her. And it was going to the nursing home and visiting with the residents and talking to them about their lives that I learned so much. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I know that story. My grandmother is um, very heavy in the church. Of course, we have Saturday mornings, Sundays, all days is church. You volunteered to volunteer without your permission, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so that's how it all come about. And now you venture off to providing the professional service consulting to these individuals. Tell us about that. Well, I started uh, with my uh, first case. It was a big nursing home case, a lot of litigation. I was asked to sit on a medical review panel. And this is where before COVID and all of that, so the files came to me in boxes. 
So I had boxes of medical records to go through as being part of this panel. And when they sent them to me, he said, now review these, get back with me. Let me know what you think. We're going to put you in the panel. And then if you have, you know, when you come for your deposition, let me know what your fee schedule is. Well, I didn't have one. (laughs) And then a couple of weeks after that, I was asked to be a fact witness in a case. And they asked the same question. Well, what's your fee schedule? for your deposition. And I'm like, I had no idea. So I had to figure out something quick and fast. And then I realized that by helping um, the attorneys with these cases, I'm also helping that family or that practitioner, you know, tell their story. And that's what mm-hmm. I decided I love is helping to tell the story of others. Yeah, no, that that's fantastic because you're stepping in where they don't have a voice or they're not even allowed to um, speak up, especially if they're bed bedridden, right? If they're in a yes. hospital, you're coming in. Now, do you have to have had treat those individuals or is it just a general, you're going to help on a general term of like, this is a nurse, this is a perfect expert, this is what their opinion is and how it kind of impacts the trial? Yeah, typically it's not a patient that I've treated. Um, So I will look at the medical records and my role is to explain what happened based on the information that's in the medical records. And so I'm very neutral in my position. So I'm not for or against, you know, the case. It is basically me explaining what I see has have happened based on what is documented or not documented in the medical record and forming an expert opinion on whether or not the standard of care was met or not met. Interesting. I didn't even know that was like a thing, you know, <laughs> that that was like one uh, a gig per se, like to be able to kind of immediate be, be part of that process to help attorneys in that way, because I'm sure, pretty sure they don't understand a lot of the language too, um, reading in these treatment plans. Well, you know, it's one thing to be able to Google a term and look up a term and figure out what it means. It's quite another to be able to put it in the context of what happens at the bedside, what happens in the hospital, what happens in the nursing home. And so when you can put that in real life examples and explain some things that, you know, may have gotten missed. It's great that you can go through and say, let's, someone had a heart attack, right? Well, you may look at the information and say, yep, sounds like they had a heart attack on that day. But then there may be other things that you, you know, didn't take into consideration of what may have happened. Um, for example, I had a fall case and the person had a lot of back pain after a fall and they developed an ulcer on their bottom. So they were trying to say that the ulcer in their bottom was developed at the nursing home. But when I looked back at the medical records and I got the medical records from the hospital, the nursing home clearly documented that the ulcer was present upon admission. In the hospital records, it showed that the person had fallen at home and had lain on the floor for several hours before being found. So more than likely, the initial injury was resulting from laying on the hard floor for hours, which could have been up to four days in this case prior to coming to the hospital and so and definitely prior to coming to the nursing home so the nursing home really wasn't at fault for the development of this decubitus ulcer so it's knowing those things that you might miss and knowing what questions to ask and what to look for that is interesting and so the attorneys hire you for this purpose hope that any has it happened the other way around where a, a, a patient 
hires you if they're going to court or dealing with the system in that way? No, uh, I work with the attorney. So it's the attorney's responsibility to find the experts for their cases. It's the client's responsibility to pay, unfortunately, but that's just the way it is. So the attorney will find the experts and that's part of their process, the legal process for them. So let's say if you were in a, a motor vehicle accident and they had to recreate the accident to find out who is at fault, the attorney would hire the expert who can recreate create that scene for you. So I do the same thing, but from a medical standpoint. That's cool. And so I guess my question was more geared towards the hospital versus the patient. So the patient's attorney hires you. Right. um, And it's usually against the, say, the nursing home, the hospital. uh, Or the hospital or nursing home will hire me to help see if there's any defense, if maybe, maybe there wasn't a breach and, you know, we can argue that there wasn't a breach in the standard of care and this is why. So, you know, I can work for either side, a plaintiff or defense. Okay. And so now let's shift gears a little bit to talk about wellness and chronic disease and like pain management. Cause you, mm-hmm. a lot, you, you have your course, the, the nurse shop that you actually get these um, individuals, coaches, any anyone that provide this kind of service through let's talk about because you're still a nurse you're still practicing um let's talk about Mm -hmm. wellness and chronic disease and um, how to manage that one of the things that i have done over the years is is taught a chronic disease management course and when i worked at the hospital i was one person on the team with pain management and uh, physical therapy to help patients manage their lives Mm -hmm. so when i talked to them at on the course one of the things I talked about was um, sort of bulking your activity and really put it into chunks, right? Bite-sized chunks. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. I was teaching a course in a local church and I was talking about arthritis and how uh, this, you know, if you have arthritis, you know, these are some things you can do. And so I gave the example of let's do your laundry. Okay, so maybe you have a lot of pain uh, with, you know, standing up for a long period of time or, uh, you know, you can't bend as well, et cetera. So I said, well, why don't we do this instead of, you know, doing, you know, folks and getting the laundry done all at once. Right. Let's do a load a day. Mm-hmm. Right. And let's start with, OK, I'm going to gather the laundry together and put it in the basket and then I'm going to sit down and rest for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take the basket. I'm going to take it to the washer. And if I'm too tired to put it in the washer, I'm going to sit down and rest for a minute. Then I'm going to put it in the washer and add the detergent, turn it on. And while it's going, I'm going to sit down and have a cup of tea. And then a little <laughs> bit later, I'm going to go and take that and put that in the dryer. And then I'm going to go watch my my soap, you know, my soap opera show. Then after that, I'm going to take that out the dryer and I'm going to put it on the table and I'm going to fold it and put it back in the basket. And then maybe before I go to bed at night, I'm going to take that basket and put the clothes away. And instead of focusing on, I have to get this done within this hour, let's break it up into reasonable chunks that you can manage your life and how to work with, you know, your illness. There are some wonderful coaches that are out there that help you to lose weight and do all these other things. But I said, well, what happens to the people that the horse has already left the barn we're all the way down to the end of the track. We're about to cross the finish line. What about those people where the damage is done? How can we help you live your life in a much better way and help manage your symptoms? So I talked to him about 
noticing when your symptoms are likely to occur. Is it because I'm out in the cold and I'm, you know, trying to do some things and so my knee is acting up? Is it because I was carrying too much, you know, in my arms and I was trying to lift too much? Notice those times when you're more tired and then work at your best time. So if you're a morning person and you love to get up in the morning and that's your best time, then that's where I would put your most difficult activity when you're at your best. Mm-hmm. But if you're you're more of that night owl person and you'll be, you know, everybody's asleep and you feel like you can get your work done, you work better than do it then. So I talk about that. I talk about making sure you get your rest mm-hmm. and putting yourself on the schedule. I mean, how many of us have a schedule? We have a calendar. We put it in our phones. We write it down on our calendar. Yeah. But we forget to add ourselves to that. And so I talk about self-care and making sure that you put yourself on the calendar and on a regular basis. So I do things like schedule when I'm going to get my nails done. I add on there when I'm going to get my hair done, when I'm going to go for my massage. If I'm going to take a walk, I put that on the calendar and block that time. And I'm very good at time blocking. And so I was putting on my time when I wanted to block time is block. And what I realized when I put block in that time slot on my electronic calendar, it seemed to be, it just seemed to be stopping. You know, it's giving me a feeling of being closed in, of, you know, being hemmed in and stopping as opposed to a time of where you're more expansive and you're doing things and you're, so I changed that terminology. It's a mindset change. I -hmm. changed it from block right? Because I don't want to block any of that uh, positive flow. I change it to glorious purpose. So when I have that time for myself or whatever activity, and I don't want anyone to schedule an appointment there, I call it my glorious purpose time. And I lean into that. And that's my glorious purpose. And it could be me taking a half hour to read a book or watching my favorite show. Or as I did earlier today and attend the Queen Charlotte Bridgerton uh, Netflix premiere, <laughs> you know, I got a chance to watch that online. Um, yeah. So with the pain, touching uh, a couple of things here, yeah. the pain management, uh, what you were saying, the take your time, kind of go through it. I was like, man, it'll take all week to do laundry. And, then, and that's OK at that, at that phase. Yes, if if that's where you are in your life, that's okay. Do a little bit at a time. I talked about uh, things like, you know, making your meal, maybe setting a stool in front of the stove so you can sit while you're making your meal. We look at things that can and help you with that. Maybe look at some more holistic options. So I use aromatherapy. So I'll use essential oils in my practice. And I do. So when my clients come in because I work in psychiatry and they're very anxious and they're too anxious for me to talk to, I'll bring out the oils and I'll say, okay, let's sit here and sniff this because I've got a few that are kind of, you know, very anxious. Mm -hmm. And I say, no, no, no. Don't don't want to start telling me, no, 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 I can't hear you. I can't understand what you're saying. You know, you're talking over me. You're really getting hyped up. Let's sit here and just breathe, take some deep breaths with me. And then we'll get you calmed down and we'll get you to a better place and we'll get your mind centered. And then we can have a conversation and I can figure out how to help you. Yeah. Let's talk about the mindset piece of it because that's, that's true. It is critical to success or failure, right? Like the the Mm -hmm. mindset shift that needs to take place for you to be successful is tap into that, any venture for that matter, you know? 
with anything. And so we often tell ourselves stories. We have this little movie that plays in our head. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had this conversation with someone yesterday. Um, he kept saying, I keep thinking about negative things and how no one's going to love me and I can't perform well because he's having some some issues performing in the bedroom. And I said, well, you know, no one's thinking this thing. You're way overthinking this. I said, let's stop that movie that's going on in your head. And so we need to replace that with a different movie, as they say. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at how we're talking to ourselves. Because you know? we're listening. Be careful because we're, we're listening. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had mentioned to another client because she was talking about how she was doing for everybody else and everybody's in medical appointments and things like that. And I said, well, what are you doing for yourself? And she goes, well, I know I should. And I said, well, do you love your family? She said, yeah. I said, well, do you love your, your, your friends? She said, yeah. I said, do you love yourself? And she said, yeah. I said, are you sure? Because if you love yourself, then, you know, and you love your family, you can't love them like you should until you love yourself. And because she's a Christian and said, you know, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. We forget that part in there where he says, as yourself. And so that point of, do we take care of ourselves? Do we eat a healthy diet? Do we uh, drink plenty of water? Do we get exercise? Do we do something like a meditation or something to reduce our stress? So I teach chronic stress management and we work through those things of, you know, what is my body telling me when I'm feeling stressed? You can recognize that and self-regulate your emotions. And so her assignment was to do something for herself and block out. I don't care if it's 30 minutes, a time where if no one's dying and the house isn't on fire, Nobody talked to me for 30 minutes, right? Um, and I know yeah. that's hard to do, but we have to put ourselves back on the calendar. We yeah, it, it's a break, make a break, honestly, because if you, you got to be able to sustain yourself so you can give to others. You got to be filled um, yes. yourself. And I think that's the power with the morning routine. It, it kind of gives you that space to put you first, but prepare yourself for what's to come to set the tone for the day. So let's talk about yours. How do you get up, mm-hmm. dress up and show up? My favorite thing to do, um, well, my, my morning routine when I wake up, my first thing I do is I, I'm a Christian, so I say hello to the Lord and I start with gratitude and I thank him for waking me up and for what I have to look forward to in the day. And then I think about, oh, we're going on another adventure. And so when I shift my mind from, oh my goodness, it's Monday to, hey, it's Monday and we've got a new adventure and we're going to see what's going to happen today because some good stuff is happening. And I just set my mind to say, it's going to be a great day. And then when I feel like my levels are getting low because of what I do, I will put on my aromatherapy and I'll put on some good music and music that inspires me and I'll start there. Or if I have to give a talk or something like that, I'll often put on a music or a song that really pumps me up and I'll get into that whole mindset of we're going to do the best that we can and we're going to just go out there and give it and just give it all. And that's that's how I get started, how I get pumped up. And so I look for a theme song every mm-hmm. year yeah that's cool that that is it goes to show that it's all about reframing the mindset like really 
you got for longevity and being an entrepreneur and you know you working but just being able to show up you have to be able to frame the mindset so that you encourage yourself right you be able to come yes. through for you so that you're stronger for everyone else around you and so i'm really glad you you pinpointed that because it's not always about the physical but more so like what's going on up here what are you listening to what are you feeding your 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 mind your brain what are you feeding your subconscious mind so that it can actually kick into gear for you like habitually I want to say this because I know a lot of people, the first thing they say, oh, she's so woo woo and woo, you know, yeah, that's easy to say, but not easy to do. I totally agree. And I get that. And that's why I say start with one thing. So if you can start every day with the affirmation that I am enough, I'm going to do well, it's going to be a great day. Start with one thing and start there. It's Mm -hmm. going to take time for you to change that reel that keeps playing in your mind. And every time those negative thoughts come in, you seize control of them and then you replace them with more positive thoughts. And it takes practice. This isn't a one and done. Right. Athletes, when they're wanting to achieve a goal, they will visualize them making that shot right? They'll visualize throwing that ball. And we have to do the same thing. So when we want to succeed and whatever we do, we've got to see what it feels like. we got to see what it tastes like. We've got to understand what it smells like to walk onto that stage where there's a million people to hear you sing, hear you speak, hear you do whatever it is you're supposed to do. Or maybe it's walking into a place and I do a guided imagery session with people where we walk into a place where you find peace and comfort and you just relax. And so we talk about those things and we do those visualization exercises. Yeah, that's powerful. And thank you for sharing that. You gotta, you gotta train the mind to see what you want. You know, you cannot, um, that's why it's important to read. It's important to kind of elevate your, your, your mindset because you cannot grow past what you know, you know? Yes. <laughs> and so I'm glad you really shared that and to, to train the mind to see places. Um, it, it has to start in the mind so you can see it in actuality. You know, the, that mindset um, way of thinking. So thank you for sharing that. Um, tell us, where can we connect with you? Where can we find you? You can always find me at either of my websites. Uh, so for attorneys, it's BaxterProfessionalServices.com. But for nurses who want to start and launch their own businesses, it's going to be at the NurseSharkAcademy.biz. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Alignable. Facebook, Twitter, you can find me. Um, And so I'd be happy to have a one-on-one conversation with someone. If you want to set up a wellness session, let me know. And maybe we can help you get rid of some of that stress. Ah, Perfect. Thank you, Tina, for taking the time to join us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.